Vermont is a unique place. It has one of the smallest populations in America, but a good portion of Vermont's economy is associated with tourism, and it's expected to grow. Our show, Inside Vermont, a non-Vermonter's guide, focuses on where we and our guests like to go to experience some of Vermont's favorites, like food, craft beer, skiing, hiking, antiquing, and more. We would never claim to be locals, but many of our guests are, and they know Vermont way better than we do. The presenting sponsor of this podcast is the Nest Chalet. The Nest Chalet is a year-round vacation home rental located along scenic Route 100 in Vermont. The Nest Chalet is nestled on the mountainside and offers beautiful mountain views and access to some of the best skiing and snowboarding in the area. In the warmer months, you can hike, bike, swim, or golf, and just relax in the lush forest surroundings. The Nest Chalet is a cozy and comfortable home away from home, with some of the best stargazing at night. Visit us at thenestchalet.com or follow us on Instagram at thenestchalet to book your stay. Your Vermont vacation awaits. On today's show, we're excited to be speaking to Erin McCormick from uh, Travel Like a Local Vermont uh, website and blog. Erin, um, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking about one of the things I love most in this life, which is Vermont and everything to do here and all of the people here. It's a great topic for our conversation today. Yeah, no, we're excited. I mean, I, I follow you on Instagram and um, I'm always fascinated about all the different places that you go. And, and I, you sort of, I have this like FOMO. I feel like I'm missing out on things that I have to go <laughs> check out. So I have like a to-do list based on just your pictures of where you've been. I get that a lot, actually. A lot of people come to me and they say, I'm just going to follow you around and do everything that you do, which is actually part of the reason why I started the blog, which I'm sure that we'll get into. But I really wanted to showcase different inns, different breweries, different eateries. There are so many nooks and crannies in Vermont that really need to be celebrated. And the whole premise for writing about all of them was to highlight them and to get people aware of them so that they too can go and visit and have that local experience. Do you see like a line of cars behind you, you know, just following you from place to place and see like the same people? Like, where is she coming mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's actually funny. I've had a number of people say to me, they've after the fact, oh, I've seen you, at, I've seen you here or there, or I saw you at that beer festival and I didn't say hi, but I wanted to. And I'm kind of like, come on, I'm just a person who, right, who blogs. Right. But it's sometimes funny when you have this online persona because people think that maybe you're not quite a person or not as uh approachable <laughs> right like what people don't think I am well and I think I, I saw you uh say something and maybe it was on your blog about that you do get a lot of questions that people ask you like for I'm sure recommendations or like what your thoughts are about whatever places that you've been to and kind of like what should I eat what should I drink I get questions constantly which I love because that's the best way really to develop rapport and build relationships with people and again mm. that's the reason I started this was to be able to showcase so many of the different things that I love about Vermont. So I get questions constantly from, you know, people planning bachelor parties. Where should we stay? Where should we go? Which brewery should we hit up to? I'm coming for, you know, a wedding. What, what's a Vermont wedding gift I should get someone? All kinds of things. But when I do party planner, question, <laughs> exactly. Party planner. Um, so many questions about different a lot of it's beer and cheese and maple syrup, things that Vermont is known for. But yum, people yum, also yum. ask me about Vermont products and different parts of the states. And mm-hmm. it's, it's fun, actually. And that informs a lot of what I write about. So if I keep getting the same questions over and over again, I find that there's a need for it. And I write a blog on it and we go from there. Right, right. So yeah, I want to talk more about that for sure. So, um, but I always like to start off our podcast asking people, what brought you to Vermont in the first place? 
Yes, good question. So I came to Vermont to attend Middlebury College. So it, that's in Middlebury, Vermont, which is the center west central part of the state. And it's funny, when I was looking at colleges, we I was touring with my parents and they would never give me any feedback on any places. And I remember being in Middlebury and my dad's brother went to the college, so he was familiar with it. And he started recounting memories of playing beer pong on campus. And he actually gave me feedback. And it was funny because I remember the whole drive home, I was living in New Jersey at the time. They uh, wouldn't say a word to each other because my mom was so upset with him for giving, you know, uh, me college <laughs> stories. Yeah. excited that I, you know, he was really excited about the prospect of me going to Middlebury. So anyway, I came to Middlebury as a Feb. So I moved to Vermont to start college in the middle of winter, which was mm interesting. Yeah. Um, so college brought me here. I was not necessarily planning on staying, but uh, sometimes life works in mysterious ways. And now I really could not imagine living anywhere else. Vermont is such a part of me. And although I'm not a Vermonter by many standards, I definitely feel like it's ingrained in who I am. And I am a Vermonter at my core. Right. You just described us, I think. Yeah, no, exactly. No, we feel the same way. Like we don't, we don't live there full time or anything, but, but we feel it, we get it. And there's just a sort of, I don't even know if it's an undercurrent vibe something, whatever word you want to insert in there to describe it, but it's what keeps us coming back to the, you know, to Vermont. And um, obviously it's kept you there, yes. <laughs> right? It's sort of that indescribable thing. And I, I, you know, again, looking at your blog all the time, I'm always like, oh, wow, you know, you got your traditional like top 10 things to visit, but there's always something in there that that surprises me again about, you know, again, a brewery, maybe we have, there's a lot of breweries in Vermont, but you know, sure. someplace I just haven't heard of before. And I think that's the the beauty of, like you said before about Vermont, that there's all these little nooks and crannies and there's obviously the popular places, Manchester, Stowe, and you know, Burlington. I mean, you can name a, a handful and um, you, people generally know somewhat about those, those towns. And then it's, but it's really all the other places. Right. That sort of that, that are undiscovered that haven't been fully discovered that I Definitely. feel like you're, un you're uncovering. <laughs> Definitely. It's celebrating a lot of the smaller towns and a lot of the again, the, the artisans, the small businesses that don't get a lot of press. But even in the Stowe or the Burlington or the Killington or, you know, the, the communities that do have more brand recognition, uh, there's so much that you can do from that local perspective as well. Mm -hmm. so I live just out of, outside of Burlington and I'm constantly finding new things as well. Mm -hmm. um, so there's always more to do. I think if you do adapt that, I want to travel like a local, I want to experience things like somebody who lives here. It makes all the difference for having that quintessential Vermont, authentic, genuine experience. Yeah. It's getting past the cheese and maple syrup and beer. <laughs> yeah. Although that is, I mean, a big yeah. part of our brand. It's funny on my blog, my best posts are on the Vermont cheese trail Yes. And also beer. I mean, that's what people want to hear about. That's what they're coming to for us yes. right now. I mean, more there's more breweries per capita in Vermont than any other state. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vermont craft beer industry has surpassed the ski industry and the maple syrup industry. It's crazy. It's a big wow. industry right now. It's a yeah. lot of revenue for our state. It's a lot of jobs for our state. Yeah, I feel like every podcast we've done, we've always end up talking about craft beer in Vermont. It's just, it's just sort of part of. Yep the lifestyle for yep. sure but but you know either we're we're talking about the beers that we've had there or we're, we're being asked to bring stuff home yeah <laughs> which is a common thing uh same thing with the cheese um but so so tell us a little bit about so you started your blog i mean what what was i, I sort of get why but like how did that actually get 
to fruition? I mean, what was it that you're like, I'm going to do this? Cause that's a big <laughs> <Yeah>. undertaking. <laughs> it's a funny thing. So I started travel like a local, it'll be five years this August. So mm. it was quite a few years ago. And it's funny because I had a plan to leave. So I, I didn't want to stay after college. So I worked too hard in college, didn't have a lot of fun, didn't explore that much. And then I got a job at Middlebury college right after graduation and I decided to stay. And that year I explored a lot. I went to a lot of different eateries. I went to a lot of different parts of the state and it really opened my eyes to what Vermont is all about, the quality of life, the communities, the people. And I really fell in love with it. So I decided to stay and I really spent many years after that traveling as much as I could. So really mm -hmm. trying to uncover those hidden gems throughout the state. So Travel Like a Local actually came to be, I was sitting in Mad River Barn in Waitsfield. I was drinking, I, I have such a clear, vivid picture of when it actually came to me. I was drinking a maple rum from Mad River Distillers in mm. Mad River Barn, and I had this idea. Nobody is talking about Vermont from a local's perspective at all. There right. are very few bloggers in Vermont, I have to tell you. My sister actually recently started Travel Like a Local Massachusetts, and Boston has a, seen that. Yeah. yeah. Travel Like a uh, well, Massachusetts and Boston has a massive blogger scene. Vermont doesn't at all. Hmm. So it was a need, I thought, because yeah. nobody was really showcasing where you should go and what you should do from that authentic perspective. Just uh, go there. <laughs> Just go exactly. To yeah. <laughs> Explore. But I think that whenever I try to travel, I want to go where locals go. I'm headed to Charleston this weekend. It's my fourth time being there. And I always ping locals who I know who live there. Mm -hmm. Tell me where to go. I don't want to go to a tourist trap. I don't yeah. want to go somewhere where I'm going to have an inauthentic yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that was the impetus of the name of our show, you know, sort of getting that inside Vermont perspective from people who are living it. And I am always telling uh, folks that we talk to that, you know, you don't have to give away your, your secret hideaway spot. You know, I know you don't want to say want a ton of tourists coming, uh, but you know, the, yeah, people are looking for that authentic experience and wanting to sort of go a little deeper, especially if they're not, uh, if they're here for a few days and we've got, you know, we, we know people who obviously we spend like a week or more sometimes up in Vermont and we're looking to uncover all the little spots that are just, you know, the cool little watering hole that, you know, maybe isn't an officially watering hole, but you know, yeah. it's a cool place that people like to go and hang out and chill. So yeah, it's stuff like that that I think is, is sort of locals are happy to give it up too. They're happy yeah, to talk true. about it. Yeah, it's funny. One of the first blogs I wrote. Keep it secret. Yeah, one of the first blogs I wrote was about the best beer bars in Vermont, and I wrote about Blackback Pub, which is in Waterbury, affectionately mm -hmm. known as Waterbury. And at the time, they really weren't on the map at all. And since then, they are in Peace Magazine. They're here and there. People are talking about them constantly. The place is overrun with locals and tourists, and everybody coming to see it. And I love the owner. Dave is amazing. And a lot of that comes from, I like to think <laughs> that yeah. is my influence. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I, I'm so happy that he's having that level of success. And I think sure. that as Vermonters, we pour so much into what we do. And the Vermonters are so passionate and so dedicated. And a lot of them do a lot for not a lot of money. I mean, yeah. we all know mm -hmm. the challenges of being an entrepreneur. We know the challenges of being a small business owner in a state with not a lot of people, really. Right, um, no, right. And you're relying on tourism. You're relying on that word of mouth to get things out because exactly. it's hard. Yeah, no, totally. And the Vermont brand is one of those things that if you do have, you know, made in Vermont products, people want them just for that made in Vermont label. So there's just so much you can showcase and celebrate that is going on here and that's being created here. And 
I want really badly for all of these small businesses to be massively successful and showcase yep. what's so wonderful and what's so amazing about where we live and the lifestyle that we have. Entrepreneurs yeah. in Vermont seem to, they want to help each other and because they're, they're in it together. Yeah. Yes. That's when they give, you know, information to each other without that. Yes, they're going to help each other in that. Uh, but they don't need to necessarily have like uh, some kind of uh, monetarily, but they just know word of mouth is going to be the um, the way that yeah, the way that the they're going to improve their brand. Yeah, yeah Vermont is so collaborative. I have to say, just look at very the, beer, the yeah. beer industry. Look at how many collaborations are happening all the time from people who are competitors. Right, right. right. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's competitive well, things. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's like no. Competition me, is yeah. not what it's to me. It seems like it's about it. making good quality beer at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can collaborate. That's you know, it's the mm -hmm. same. I think that's kind of where it probably drives some of it. So I'm curious. Um, so you're obviously you're writing this blog, but you, you've also written a book. I so. did. I just wrote Classic Diners of Vermont. It's been out since late October, and it's funny how that book came to be. So I was approached by a publisher, Arcadia Publishing, the History Press. They're based in Charleston. And they approached me and asked me to write this book. And I said, no. I said, <laughs> I cannot do classic diners justice. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was raised in New Jersey. Yes, I've been to a lot of diners. But I don't, I said I, at the time, I didn't feel well equipped enough to tell the stories of these classic diners. Mm -hmm. So Classic Diners of Vermont was the only left book to write. So there's Classic Diners of New Hampshire, of Massachusetts, of New yeah, York. Yeah, I was going to ask Jersey. you that part. Mm -hmm. So Vermont was the only one that was left that hadn't been written. Ah, and yeah. I actually said to the publisher, I said, I am happy to write a book for you. Can it be about beer? <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> That's what I love. And they, they said to me, the only books that we have about Vermont right now are about beer. So we need something else. <laughs> right. So right. I, I said no the first time they approached me. I really didn't feel like I could do it justice. And then they came back to me. It was a new editor. He kind of twisted my arm. He said, we just need you to showcase what you love about Vermont, what you do every single day on your blog. That's what we mm -hmm. need in this book. Mm -hmm. So I was able to put a little bit of my own spin on it where, yes, there's history. Yes, there's telling the story of the passage of time of these diners. But the book really ended up being part travel guide, part road trip itinerary, right. mm -hmm. uh, part foodie journal. It yeah. wasn't just about the history of the dining car, which is what I didn't necessarily feel well equipped to write about. But when I looked back at it, and you can see how diners are unifying different generations in Vermont, mm -hmm. how the diner owners are preserving this piece of nostalgia in Vermont, how diners continue to be that place where locals come and go, sometimes for three meals a day when they have no one at home. Right. It's a pretty compelling story to tell when I actually dug into it a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, interesting as I was reading through. Obviously, I loved your some of your upfront stuff about you know uh, the don't Jersey Vermont and sort of the yeah <laughs> some of the classic things that you <laughs> described about what Vermonters like. We were like, oh, we have a Subaru, damn it, um, you know. <laughs> so, but 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 I loved. I mean, you know, honestly, you couldn't tell by reading the book. I mean, I'm certainly no expert on diners either, but uh, you couldn't tell that you didn't necessarily walk into it without a ton of knowledge. So it yeah. definitely comes across as really comprehensive. But you're right. There's an element. I mean, I was just looking through. We, we were just at Bob's Diner on the way home a few weeks ago. And, um, 
you know, we, we had some of the dishes there and I looked in your book and I was like, oh yeah, these are some of the ones that you'd recommended or at least that you had and stuff. And I was like, yo, that's actually kind of helpful. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool that you did that too, that it yeah. was a little bit of a food journal and what, not just for breakfast. Cause I think most people think maybe diners more breakfasty and maybe a little lunch, but like you, you sort yeah. of run the whole gamut. So I, I, I found that all to be cool. And your pictures are great too. And just kind of showing the style um, and the criteria that you used. Um, I don't know. It, it seemed like once you, like once I was you know thumbing through it, it's like, it seemed like a fun journey that you probably went on. Yeah. And I always tell people, so I did a bunch of book readings and signings in Vermont. And I always tell people, throw it in the back of your car, because if you see a diner, you need to stop because right. you need to spend your money there so that you can preserve this piece of Vermont history. Yeah. But it was really cool for me also. So one day I was on deadline to submit my photos and I literally think I went to 12 in one day. And at that wow. point wow. I was still trying to decide which diners to go to. So I took a full day. I drank probably like 15 cups of coffee, had five breakfasts. It was delicious, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it home at this point because I'm in a serious food coma. But it was really neat because I was able to <laughs> compare that's, the... This is another book you're talking about, Guinness. I know, right? <laughs> right? I think that's... Well, Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I was able to really compare the differences and the nuances between them. You know, when you are going from one to one, you can compare the decor because a lot of it is that classic... Vermont yes. finish or classic diner, diner finish. It's cool to see in some like the Blue Ben and Bennington, where you can literally see the imprints of the elbows in the counter from just <laughs> over time. Wow, that's, cool that's great. Stuff. That's, yeah. that's cool. Longevity in the community. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, and that's yeah, that's classic. That's awesome. Um, so, so I, I mean, I, you know, I, I was curious when looking through all this. Obviously, you do make food recommendations. Did that factor into your selection of the diners that you chose for the book? It didn't really. It was more on the classic elements. So how do you define a classic diner? That's something I sort of struggled with. Mm -hmm. So I looked to the other books in the series and typically it's a classic dining car that has a counter that has booth seating that, you know, was manufactured between 1925 and 1950, give or take. I mean, it really ranges, but that's sort of how I decided. Also diners that have had longevity in, in their communities. So right now there are a lot of diners that, you know, are diners or eateries or family restaurants that have been in their communities for a short amount of time and they look like a diner. Mm -hmm. So I really tried to find those ones that have stories over many years that have historical photos mm -hmm. um, that have a lot of the stories and the stories I heard from some of the owners were awesome. Um, the, uh, the Chelsea Royal grows all of their own food. Well, a lot of their own produce. They have a two acre farm where they're actually, producing a lot of that themselves, which is pretty neat. Wow. A lot of other nice. diners in Vermont are using local food. The prices are still really good, which is cool to see. So when right. we talk about farm to table and local ingredients, a lot of the diners actually above the counter will say, our eggs are from here. Our maple syrup is from this farm down the road. Right. They're getting local products, which is a point of distinction, I think, for Vermont Absolutely. diners and diners in general. But I didn't really base the criteria on the food itself. It was more a byproduct of my visits and just experiencing them and having that travel guide angle to the book. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting uh, point about the farm to table concept that they're doing that and you don't necessarily put the two together. <laughs> no, and it was, it, yeah. it was an aha for me truly, because I think of diners as a lot of us do as sort of the greasy, unhealthy, whatever else, but the greasy sure, exactly. Yeah. And sure. Some of them are, and sure there are comfort foods like your corned beef hash and whatever else, but mm -hmm. A lot of other diners are making vegetarian fare. They're trying to do lighter options because here's the thing. 
there are a lot of uh, locals, especially older generations, that will come to diners three meals a day, one meal a day. Mm -hmm. um, at the Parkway in South Burlington, which is one of my favorites in the state, there's literally a gentleman who comes in every morning for a buttered English muffin and a bowl of soup. Mm. Or not bowl of soup. Gosh, a bowl of cereal. Jeez. <laughs> for you know, the camaraderie. So yeah, he has his English muffin. He has his bowl of cereal. And that's his breakfast every single day for 15 wow. years. Wow. That's commitment to the, a place that has a role in your life. Yeah. I feel like um, the only place I go to frequently is a bar. <laughs> Maybe it'll switch over. Maybe well, as I get older, it'll it'll switch to a diner. Even some of those diners <laughs> are like bars too, aren't they? Um, yeah, I think it's the same feel, right? Yeah. yeah well, that's yeah. yeah. It's your local pub. Yeah. Um, some places, some little towns probably don't even have a pub, right. and you go to the diner, right. and you sit there in the corner and you hang out and have a drink yeah. or two with your buddies. And it's so true. It's it's funny. One of at one of my readings down in Wilmington, Vermont, there was a gentleman there who was older, and he goes to Blue Ben all the time and his wife was there and he said he'll just go for three hours sometime and just have a cup of coffee because he's chatting with his friends and yep. it is that gathering place, which is what yeah. I wanted to really capture. And a cool thing about Vermont diners is a lot of them are in college towns. So mm -hmm. go to these diners and you see a lot of the younger generations who want to go because it's the best bang for their buck. I mean, you right. can get a I did go to a lot of diners when I was in college. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So it's this interesting dynamic because you have younger college goers and then you have older folks who have been going there for years and years. And it's actually this unification of the generations. I feel like yeah. So it's yeah. interesting as time progresses to see how that kind of evolves, you know, in the older generation who has been frequent, frequented these diners isn't around to do so anymore yeah yep well i mean so obviously in this in writing this book you covered a lot of ground but in general you cover a lot of ground so rather than ask you where of all the places you've been sort of what's on your list to still uncover in vermont so i'm at the point where i'm trying to go to towns that i've never heard of mm. so there is a thing in vermont called the 251 club i'm not an official member i really should be but Essentially, the premise is that you need to go and experience and be in the 251 towns, cities, and villages in Vermont. Ooh. Not just driving through, actually going and experiencing something there. Wow. Right. So I'm trying to do that. I mean, I have a pretty good sense now when somebody says X, Y, or Z town, where it is in the state. So mm -hmm. I'm at the point where a few weekends ago, I was in Peru, Vermont. Yeah. Um, a couple weekends before that, I was in Rawsonville, which I have to tell you, it's this little village next to Jamaica. Um, Yeoman's Craft Beer is there. It's one of the best beer shops in the state. And Honey Pie, which is owned by um, the nearby restaurant, what the hell is it called, in Londonderry, Solo Farm to Table. Mm. Um, that's their sister restaurant. And I was blown away. Literally, this town is, it's not even a town, it's a village, Rossonville. I'd never heard of it before. And yeah, I was no, so psyched either. to find it. So it's wow. kind of like, how do we find these you know, new nooks and crannies with so much going on and so much to celebrate. And how can I really put those on the map for other people to have a similar local experience? Well, that's it. Mm. Now we're going to flood there because I've never heard of it, but it's definitely on our drive when we go up to Vermont. So yeah. We'll so honey, honey pie is so good. You have to go. It's oh, this old gas. You know what we're doing this summer. There you go. See, you have to find these little hole in the wall places. We're going to, I want like, hey, cool. like you have, hey, Siri, hey, Erin. <laughs> Where should we go to get today? Right? Where I in Vermont? That for everyone. I've yeah. actually started doing some custom itineraries for people because uh. I, thought, I just did one for somebody in Australia or New Zealand who's coming actually. And they want that local experience. And it's yeah. a lot easier if you can ping yeah. someone and get that feedback. I have another couple who's coming from Atlanta with their kids and they were saying, 
I really just need your opinion on this itinerary. And they were going to head to a town that I probably wouldn't have headed to with two small kids. So I was able to guide them in the right direction and make them more aware of some other pockets of the state that I really love. You're better than Yelp. (laughs) (laughs) I try to be. I try to be more authentic. And honestly, so when I started the blog, it was more because I was tired of going to places really outside of Vermont that are mediocre. Mm -hmm. Of course, Vermont has some places that are mediocre, but I don't want to just go where it's that run-of-the-mill experience. That was part of it for me, was finding things that are a little bit different. So I pledged when I started it that I would only write about places and brands and products that I love. So there's nothing ever negative mentioned on Travel Like Local Vermont. If there is something negative or a bad experience, I'll let the person know, but I don't write about it. Mm. Right. Well, right. I mean, it's an opportunity for them to improve, but you still want to help support them to certain certain exactly. degree. Yeah. And a lot of it is just nuances. And because I do go to a lot of inns and restaurants and B&Bs, and I, I experience a lot of different things. So I feel spoiled in that I've experienced some really great ones that I feel like ruin you <laughs> for right. a lot of accommodations and whatever else. But there's always a, a place and for motels and bed and breakfasts. I mean, whatever it might be, there's always a place for a, a certain person or yeah uh, a certain community so um you know so part of what you know what we're always interested in sharing is and you've made a lot of you shared a lot of uh, things that you've done in places that you'd like to go so you know for for that family that's been coming to vermont a lot to ski uh and contemplating coming back in the off season like what, what are some of the things that you'd recommend that they they try to check out I mean, it could be specific towns that you're you know think would be great for them to do you know go to but sort of like what's on your sort of top list when you get that question? So I really love Vermont in the off season. So I love Vermont in the summer. This time of the year is my least favorite, honestly, with the mud. It's yeah, really bad season. when you're on mud season. back roads. <laughs> mud season. Mud is slippery, is, is like worse in terms of traction than ice yeah. or anything uh, else. Yeah. It's really yeah. not fun. But so I love the summer. I really do. It's beautiful. One of my favorite things actually is to go to Stowe because there aren't as many people. You can go on the gondola, pack a picnic, go to the top hike it's not crowded there aren't very many people i love snow in the summer mm. i also really love warren so warren is one of my favorite towns in vermont um the pitcher inn is i think probably my favorite place i've ever stayed anywhere in this world um mm. there's just mm. so much to do with waterfalls and hiking and great beer and great restaurants that are casual the mad taco in waitsfield is one of my favorite restaurants in vermont and I you walk in name. and it's it's grungy but i love it and the food is amazing Right. I and mean, it has that local vibe. So I would say it really depends on the experience that you want to have. Do you want to have that rural outdoor experience? You should head to the Northeast Kingdom. Mm. If you want to have more of the culture, museum, shopping, a lot more going on, live music, head to Burlington. There's just so much to do in the off season that I think it's the best time to come to Vermont. Also spending time on the lake. People don't really necessarily talk about lake life in Vermont, but it's awesome. I'm on the lake. Yeah every every weekend in the summer um it's just a local thing to do you know go to a beach hang out on the lake drink some beer yeah those simple pleasures really yeah we uh we do too we, we're right by a lake when we we're up in vermont and uh we're looking forward to that too just do stand, some stand up paddle boarding some kayaking just that sereneness it's not crowded i mean quiet. It's, it's quiet it's beautiful i mean I, I just i think some of my best photography comes just sitting in the canoe yeah <laughs> sure you definitely talk running. like the local because they talk like uh it's our secret is the summer right like that's yeah. right people come for the yeah. ski season but really the summer is yeah, yeah. It's well, the thing is you never really get that local authentic experience during Right. The winter. I mean, because there aren't that many locals around. So I was just at Seesaw's Lodge in Peru, which yeah. I love. It's Open, a really cool right. place. 
yeah, yeah it's been renovated over the past three years they did an amazing job and it's funny we went you know during ski season we weren't skiing and we just went for the serenity and whatever else but there are so many non-locals that i was kind of like you guys found a gem which is great um but i'm not sure it was that classic vermont experience for all of them just because there weren't any locals around it was funny we actually went to dinner there and there were some locals seated next to us so i happened to know which was kind of fun but oh wow um it's fun when you get the mixture of you know travelers and and locals alike yeah yep, yep. No, absolutely. I think everybody has like something that they, yeah, will share that they love about Vermont. Um, all right. So I'm going to switch over. We like to do um, kind of like this lightning round where we sort of give you a category and you can tell us your most like thing. I say favorite, but you don't have to say favorite. I'm sure okay. you have lots of things. So you can give us three. I heard to say a favorite about <laughs> three or one. Well, you know, whatever you want. I mean, again, okay. I, I got, I've gotten like a little feedback that, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite. So I, okay. I, I'm giving you the, the the room to 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 give me more than one option if you want to, and if you want to share why. Okay. Um, and this is again just sort of like quick tips for people listening. And if it's a loaded question, then we'll move on to the next. question <laughs> 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 back. Yeah. All right. So obviously, I'm going to start with uh, what's your um, most frequented diner in Vermont? I would say the Parkway Diner, which is in South Burlington. It's right by the airport. It's on my way to work. So <laughs> I like to, with some colleagues, head there for breakfast and eggs Benedict, and they have really good corned beef hash every once in a while. I also really love um, the Country Girl Diner down in Chester. I would say that's one of my favorites. I don't necessarily get there very often, but they have to die for maple pecan pie. You know, I, we just we uh, we got another recommendation in our last podcast uh, uh, with Sammy Blanchett. He plays uh, some live music outside uh, on the at the Country Girl Diner, and he talked about just the food's great and the atmosphere is there is great. So it's like, oh. You're the second person now to bring it up, so I'll have to go check it out. No, we really have to go. Yeah. It's really um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this may be a little hard, but what's your favorite small town in Vermont? Uh, definitely Warren. So I love the Warren General Store. I love the Pitcher Inn. I love Lawson's. I love the Mad Taco, as I said. I also really love Dorset. So Dorset's in southern Vermont, outside of Manchester. It's a whole different experience than Manchester. It's quaint. You can stay at the Barrows House or the Dorset Inn. You can go to Three Pairs Gallery, which is one of my favorite art galleries in the state. Doors are rising for some amazing bread. You can take a dip in the maple quarry, which is really cool in the summer. What? Also, yeah, so the maple cool. quarry is awesome. They also have oh um, a theater that's right in Dorset during the summer, you know, live plays and stuff, which is really fun. Walk on the green. It's one of those towns where, you know, you can really have great meals, great lodging within, you know, you don't have to really hop in your car. And if you do, you're really driving a mile down the road to go to the, mar the, maple, uh, the marble quarry, which is really cool. Oh, that's neat. Mm. Um, Going. Yeah, Going. I know. I'm like, I feel like we have we have a busy schedule now. This no, we got a lot ahead of us. The kids will be in camp <laughs> for a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, we'll we got to make the most of it. We got our work cut for us this summer, I tell you yeah, that. Yeah, um, it's fun. So um, what's your favorite place to get away in Vermont? Like, where would you go to vacation in Vermont? So I never go to the same place more than once because there's so many good things to explore and discover. <laughs> I love Hotel Vermont in Burlington. So it's Burlington's only independent hotel and it's awesome. It's some of the best hospitality. I love the picture in, and as I said, in Warren, I'm a big fan of the four chimneys and in Bennington, I would say don't keep going to the same place more than once. Honestly, there's so much to discover and so much to celebrate and new experiences to be had that I really like to try to go to different places and force myself. I mean, there are definite places that I would frequent again and again and again, but I love spreading the wealth and seeing what else is out there and what else I can experience. What's uh, your favorite Vermont craft beer? 
So I'm actually drinking one right now. So Four Quarters Brewing Yonuski makes um, a milkshake IPA series called the Shakedown Milkshake IPA series. Um, it's so good. And they do a lot of different collaborations and they use a lot of different adjuncts. Um, there are a lot of really awesome. delicious versions of it. They have a strawberry um, version and a blueberry drooling. version. <laughs> it's, it's really good because drool. it's unique. You have yeah. some fruited unique elements, but it is an IPA. Um, I also really love um, trap. So I love classic Pilsners. Hill mm. Farmstead is one of my favorites too. If you haven't been up to the Northeast, right here. you have to visit oh, Hill yeah. Farmstead. Um, it's that okay, is the right. mecca of beer. You need to go up there. Yeah. Um, we, we pilgrimaged last year and we'll be doing it again. It's just, it's our favorite as well. Favorite. Yeah, we go there pretty often. We're about an hour and a half, but we'll just go on a random Saturday if something. It's never close for anybody. No, it's not. <laughs> an hour Especially and a half. not during mud season. Is, I've had some yeah. fun drives up there. Oh, yeah, I bet. So I'm going to wait about a month before I make my next <laughs> visit. But it's always an adventure. You have to stop at Willie's General Store. Um, oh, if you're up there, it's okay. one of the best country stores, general stores in Vermont. And it's Write right. that down. Yeah, no, we will. They <laughs> have amazing well, local the kettle notes, corn yeah. there. You have to get the kettle corn. <laughs> cool. All right. So last question. What's, um, and this may be tough, so you can give us a couple of, uh, your favorite Vermont made item. So right now I am on a CBD product kick. I'm writing a blog on Vermont CBD products. I actually just got some in the mail that I'm going to be reviewing CBD mm -hmm. maple syrup, CBD honey, CBD caramels made of goat milk, all kinds of good stuff. But I would say wow. in general, I'm a big fan of sap maple seltzer. I'm a big fan of cold Brutus cold brew. Um, Skeeta hats in the winter are all that I wear. Fat toad caramel, Jasper Hill Farm cheese, Tata Harper skincare, Vermont flannel pants. Has no problem with darn tough socks. Any of these. Honestly, I live Vermont products. Like it's like my thing. We I, like she's gonna have a problem. No, she's, she's like not the, gonna have any like problem with yellow. any favorites or anything. No. Like boom, 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 no. boom. But she's like the yellow book. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm just gonna go and get a list. Of it is true. Yeah. I just have to get it out of my brain. But honestly, I use and love so many Vermont products that it makes it really easy for me. If they were bad products, you know, it would be more challenging for me, but they're, they're no, awesome. So it makes it easy. I, honestly, it's been one of my favorite things to do is just sort of uncover like, yeah, the standard, like, you know, we, we we're near Plymouth cheese. Yeah. So we go there all the time, love their cheese. Uh, but we love being able to try other cheeses, obviously, but I love uncovering that little, that's just something that I didn't know that Vermont made, you know, I mean, Vermont's made, you know, known for the teddy bears and all that other stuff we were talking about earlier, but yeah, um when you uncover something like oh the granola like i didn't you know, like there's a ton of really good vermont made granola that's fascinating so you know it's stuff yeah like nutty steps is the best granola in the state <laughs> so good and they do cbd chocolate too and lots gonna, of other good i'm chocolate. just gonna start texting you and be like tell me uh what should i get for this what yeah seriously i'll just give it to you straight this is what you need to try <laughs> don't waste your time your show notes are gonna be really long with all uh, the, all, i don't all even know <laughs> No, it's only going to say, just listen to the episode. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm just going to listen to it on the way up. I'm going to listen to it. So then, you know. So you can solidify all these the recommendations guide. in your brain. Yeah. No, we'll try them for ourselves. It's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. No, Erin, thank you so much for this. This has been awesome. We're really. Yeah, it has been I, fun. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you can join the 251 Club officially. That's I cool. know, right? I need to. I think that everybody should do that, really. The more I talk about it, the more people say, I'm going to do that. And we are doing it unofficially, but it would be fun to have the little booklet and check them off as we go. Yeah. We'll in the near future. That. Yeah, we'll definitely follow that. That's cool. And yeah. I think you're just lucky that Vermont's not the size of Alaska. <laughs> that is true. I would not get uh, very far. It would take me years and years. Not but the hey. population, but the size of it. Yes. Yeah. If I'm going to be here my whole life, though, I have a lot of time ahead of me. And I always <laughs> feel like there are things it's changing. It's bigger than you think, Vermont. That, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, a long, yeah. 
Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Julie, one of the hosts of the Inside Vermont Show. If you like the show and the recommendations, please subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us a great review and share it with your family and friends. Bookmark our show notes page on InsideVermontShow.com so you can check out the places we mentioned for the next time you're visiting Vermont. Follow us on Twitter at InsideVermont and Instagram at InsideVermontShow. Thanks to Sean Cheese Kane for our harmonica intro and Heidi for lending her great voice to our ad spots.